Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thank you. First things first, your exes should be blocked. You know, acknowledging the good things and moving on. We're not about bad vibes here. Are you relationship experts? No. no. <laughs> My pants were wet. <laughs> it ain't even about BDE anymore. It's about thank you next energy, yeah? Hello and welcome to our very delayed version of our Valentine's or Galentine's edition of Thank You Next. On this podcast, we take relationship losses and turn them into lessons, wins, baby. We don't just talk about romance-related L's, though. We ain't got no romance going on, so we can't be chatting about those. Basically, here, we talk about romantic lessons, other relationships like friends, family, work, work colleagues your uh, amazon delivery person who, basically whoever you chat to all them relationships we talk about them here and the lessons that we've learned from them my delivery guy literally knows my parents and me so he knows where my dad's shop is so if my dad's shop is shut and i've accidentally ordered something to my dad's shop he'll automatically deliver it to my house his name is wanjit so like, you know, ASOS will always be like, Manjeet has got your delivery today. Wait, like ASOS? He'll bring ASOS to you? He brings ASOS. And I'm like, oh, Manjeet's coming. That's sick. It's all right. It's going to get here on time. He's a sick guy. Shout out to Manjeet. That's insane. Yeah, he's a sick guy. I'm really good value, mate. <laughs> we forgot to say who we are. My name is Raj and I'm on good terms with my delivery guys. My name is Hardeep and uh, I don't know mine, but I'd like to be friends if you want to be my friend. So apparently, according to Instagram, love is in the air. So we decided to look back at a love story that had the world going crazy back in, what, 2011 or before? I don't know. I can't remember the year. Everyone read the books. My mates were obsessed. Brad was obsessed. I was fucking obsessed. Then the books were made into movies. And basically, Twilight obsessed people came into the world so all of our relationship lessons this week are from twilight just the first film i have to confess that i was a full on twihard do you know what twihard is i've never heard of the term twihard it's people who got hard for twilight but not all of them had dicks but they would get hard maybe a conversation for another day but i feel like um women get hard too what on their nipples yeah and on the uh what on the Volvo. I'm keeping it on brand for Twilight, on the silver Volvo. Volvo, lol. Uh, no, on the old uh, clit, you know? It gets a bit... It gets hard. It gets harder, you know? Do I need to go back into sex education? Just feel it. Ride it. Ride it. So, yeah, I was one of those people. I had the books, I bought the T-shirts, I went to midnight screenings. I remember the midnight screenings and, like, it was like you were part of a community of people and everyone would be wearing their Twilight t-shirts wow. and the girls would all be chatting to each other. Was it all girls? It was all girls. And it would be packed screens. I remember going to Leicester Square and it was like packed out and like the girls would all be screaming when someone came on screen, clapping. It was immense. It was like, it was a sick time to be alive. I couldn't decide if I was team Edward, team Jacob, whatever. 
But since it came out, I think I grew up kind of fast and I realized it actually was kind of problematic because one thing that really, really, really pisses me off about this film, and I have said it every time I've spoken about this film, is that Jacob imprinted on Bella's daughter. How messed up is that, Hardy? If you had a male best friend who you kind of had an on-off ting-a-ling with, they couldn't decide if they were in love with you, but they were in love with you, then you had a kid and this guy gets with that kid. It is a weird sitch. But then technically, Edward's really, really old. But obviously, Bella's kid is a kid. They're not together now. He knows they're gonna be. It's like they know they're gonna be together, right? Uh, you know what? I can't... Anyway. <sighs> yeah, it's weird. Also, what you said about screenings reminded me of when Voldemort died, yeah? Yeah. People at this... When I went to go, they like stood up and clapped. That's like the biggest time in my life when I felt a part of a community when Voldemort died. Can I ask, where did you watch that? Because I feel like that only happens in cinemas in Central. Oh, nah, that was in Cove. Oh, no way. If I went to Uxbridge, people won't be doing that in Uxbridge. But if I went to like Central Central, people clap at everything. Oh, I love that. Any movie I've watched in Central, people clap, people whistle, people holler. I'm just like, yeah, this is it. I love people getting involved. You know, we're watching it together. Make some noise, you know what I mean? These are my people. So anyway, today you're joining us on a little throwback. We're going to find some shit that we're going to say thank you next to from this vampire werewolf saga. I don't get the way Edward's like fully sexualized. He's a good looking young man. Okay, cool. He's he's a killer. He says barely anything yet. He's some big sexy. I don't understand why he's such a big deal. Vampires have always been sexualized. They're like one of the most sexualized beings on earth. Is it because a woman's like erogenous zone, one is the neck and like when you think of vampire they're biting the necks like kind of hot have you noticed when a woman in any movie in any vampire movie when a woman is getting bitten by a vampire she looks like she's orgasming she's like ah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i noticed this i noticed this with carlisle's missus you'd be like ah! but they're like ah! you're like oh, okay cool so. all right get a fucking grip mate i mean if you're coming near my neck that's me to be fair but I mean if you're biting me like that probably not I actually like biting not like that not like <laughs> I love biting people but not in a sexual way I just like it more of a like urge like <laughs> oh I like a nibble I like a nibble but no one's I'd listen you can't get more single than I am so let's just move on I would love a, I'd love some neck action you know yeah so we're looking for some neck action uh who do you like more Jacob or Edward so I've always been team Edward I think and that's mainly because of the books because in the books like I really did fall for Edward is there something good written about him in the books because so far in the film he's just a prick yeah in the books he's not a prick at all all the books are written from Bella's perspective so you're seeing Edward through Bella's eyes so you're understanding that there's this hot guy with a crooked smile he's being a bit weird but he's fucking hot he's got a killer jaw on him in the film hasn't he listen he is a beautiful guy but i remember when new moon came out i kind of started liking jacob and i was like oh she should get with jacob she's messing this up so there was a bit of a flitter and then we used to make a joke we'd be like we're on team switzerland then team jacob came to an end when i realized he imprinted on renezme i've never come back from that what a stupid name that i can't come back from the name if i had a kid with a vampire and you were my like the dawson to my joey and you then imprinted on my child like no 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 Jacob did get hot in the second one though when he like cut his hair and he took his top off. I forgot Jacob had long hair. So in Twilight, he's got long hair. So I was just looking at him and I was like, what? You got long hair? So like, weird. As soon as he cut his hair, my God. He was fine. He was fine. 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 I do get though why she started like falling for him in the second one, you know? Like, because when no one else is around, he's like the second best option, isn't it? It's good to explore your options and know what you want before you make that decision. So in that, I guess in that way, yeah. 
whatever, Bella. Well, Edward is trash. So. I've noticed this, yeah, with the women that are leads in these sort of these sort of vampire things, like, for example, Vampire Diaries, they're bloody annoying. Like, Elena gets annoying and, you know, Bella's kind of annoying and she's like, ugh. Bella's so irritating. Everything about her character is so irritating. It's also, it's also kind of fucked, yeah, that, you know, we're watching this now knowing that, like, they were dating in real life and she cheated on him and all of that. So I kind of watch this and I'm just like, oh, are they in love? Is this real? What I'm when did they start dating? Like they were dating like, when the movies were. I think by the first film they were dating. Do you reckon they just like was it on set? Of course it was on set. Come on. Before we get onto it, we want to know what you want to say. Thank you next to please email us at hi thank you next podcast at gmail.com. And follow us on socials. We got some videos. We got some memes. We got some good shit. We're at thank you next pod raj you have a voice note last week you know we had a lot of feelings mainly i had a lot of feelings i said a lot of bad things about the golden globes and michaela cole getting snubbed for i may destroy you and emily in paris getting two nominations one of which was comedy which was very baffling to me like it wasn't even funny so we were kind of trying to make sense of it at the end of last week's episode if you haven't heard that just like listen to the end of last week's episode i'm sure it will amuse you a little bit and we were kind of like, who was on the voting committee for the Golden Globes? Someone make it make sense for us. So one of my friends <laughs> who listens to the podcast, TJ, who knows the biz very well. And by the biz, I mean showbiz, honey. She's in show business, okay? She's in show business. She sent us a voice note and I want you guys to hear it. So the Golden Globes has always been a bit of a joke award. Back in the pussy joke that, it, I say back in the, like literally like five years ago, pussy joke that um, to get a Golden Globe, you're seen to smoosh these people, give them gifts and they will nominate you. Like they're called star fuckers. So it's kind of funny to me in the past like two years or so, it's sort of become an award that's taken seriously. It didn't surprise me that uh, Michaela Cole wasn't nominated. Kind of felt like, it's not something they are used to seeing. And I, when you think about it, the Golden Globes is determined by the nominations slash winnings determined by 90 people. Like literally that is all 90 people versus like the Academy Awards where there's like what, 900 people that vote in that. So just put into context really, they've like, got a small group of people from small magazines all over the world who will just determine what is valuable and what isn't. And years ago, they nominated Jennifer Love Hewitt for a Golden Globes Award. Like, who the fuck is Jennifer Love Hewitt? And where is she now? <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just confused as to when it became an award we took seriously and when it became an indicator for the Oscars because, or for like bigger award ceremonies because it's always, always a joke. Like, I think it was Ricky Gervais who said in one of his like, um, opening money looks like, who the fuck are these people? People. like nobody knows but somehow they have funding and they have the influence to put up this award ceremony every year i actually had no idea that the golden globes were considered everything that Tej just said and yeah for me they've always been a front runner for like whatever's going to be nominated for the oscars like they kind of give you a little tease of what might be nominated for the oscars and things like that if there's only 90 people making that decision i think we need to get on that 90 people from working at an award ceremony and knowing that they pick people based on who will turn up and collect the award who says any of these things have to be trusted like how are these people going to be so clued up on what is what is what i'm not going to call it the golden globes anymore i'm going to call it the Starfucker awards yeah and i can't see her smooching people smooth i can't say the word smooth smooch like teach said it's not about schmoozing it's about who's like those 90 people what's on their radar and she's like those 90 people like probably wouldn't have had that on their radar which means they're hella out of touch that's what i mean man like how can you say you are the cultural They're not. They're just people. Thank you, Next. 
So before we get into the owls, we're going to talk about shit that went down this week. Raj, I saw you got a bit litty litty. I got a little litty litty. What did you do on Valentine's slash Galentine's? So I kind of celebrated Galentine's. I didn't really celebrate Valentine's this year. So Galentine's is the 13th of February because you were talking to me about it before and you're like what the fuck is Galentine's yeah I thought it was literally the same day like no it's not the same day so Galentine's is a pop culture phenomenon that is celebrated on the 13th of February it's a day that is celebrated but it's actually from a show called Parks and Recreation and one of the characters created it but from that people started celebrating it and it's just to celebrate your friends your girlfriends your whatever but basically everything other than your romantic partner that you're gonna celebrate valentine's day with i bought myself my valentine's present by the way what was it okay so i bought myself a couple of pieces of jewelry that are arriving tomorrow but i also bought a snes mini so it's a mini super nintendo and i got it hacked into so this guy put 250 games on it because it came out with 20 games my mate came over, we watched Ariana Grande's little Netflix thing again, got really like lit, you know, had some drinks, had some cake, hot, cutie, cutie cake. Where'd you get the cake from? I got it from Patissier. Oh yeah, you're so bougie, dude. And Prosecco, yeah? And Prosecco, I like had some cherry and amaretto fizz, like all this like random shit. And then I just got really, really drunk. If you saw our stories, like I did post a video on our stories of me doing weird dancing. Raj, your dancing was beautiful. Did you like it? I loved it. I was really self-conscious about it. I was like, shit, my bum's moving too much. No, it was nice to see you having fun. You were like, what is this? I put it up for her. It was like, what is this? I just messaged about saying, what the fuck's this? I was like, oh, just dancing to Thank You Next. I was literally dancing to Thank You Next. And then we played Street Fighter. I was clarting my mate on Street Fighter. It was great. It was a lovely night. What did you do for Valentine's Day? Uh, I got up. All right. Did some work. Yeah. Had some food and then got into bed. I slept for an hour. I woke up and then I did some more work. Okay. So you really went all out. Yeah, I went crazy. That's me. You really spoiled yourself. Yeah, that's it really. That's all I've got to say. Next. Every week before we get into the relationship L's, which are coming from Twilight, yes, yes, we usually say thank you next to something that's gone down during the week. And Hardeep is going to say thank you next to a dude on Instagram. Someone followed me who is quite... Um... Oh my God, it's someone famous, everyone. That's what she's trying to say. Is that what you're trying to say? No, they're not famous. Someone followed me who is... Um an expert in their field what they do they're very good at there are they famous no do they have a lot of followers more than me are they an influencer aren't we all influencers oh you're doing that thing that it girls did last week oh we're all influencers we're all voices of a generation as they said it girls were on the podcast last week hey big up so he followed me and i was like okay cool like uh i followed him back is he hot uh he's not for me he's a paddington bear kind of guy oh no oh god I'm more skater park chic. Let's just call him Paddington Bear. Paddington Bear added me. And so he likes some of my content. Like I like some of his, no no big deal, like whatever. Then like, I'm wondering, like, is this guy single? I'm like, just wanting to know, innit? And anyway, it turns out he's not. And we were chatting about like the farmers protest last week. We said Mia Khalifa got involved, right? Yeah. Mia Khalifa came up on maybe, I don't know, something someone shared so I looked at her profile and I could see he'd liked like all of her pictures, right? Like all of her pictures. So he follows her. He's a hardcore fan. He likes everything she posts. So I was on Instagram again today and someone I know posted about like an influencer girl. Uh, I'd never seen her before. So I like clicked on her profile and I was like, oh, who's this? He'd liked all of her pictures as well. And I was just like, hmm, this is nakey pictures and that. And I was like, wow. Nakey, nakey, nakey. Not, not nakey, nakey, but like quite nakey. I was like, oh. Anyway, he, he's got a girl and um, 
I would not like it if my guy was liking fucking, first of all, Mia Khalifa shit, yeah? Okay, this is a thing, yeah, and I kind of wondered this. If I was dating someone and I was, like, liking every... Childish Gambino is not on Instagram, but if he was on Instagram, I would like everything he posted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but that's the difference between, like, good-looking influencers. What do you... Like, sexy boys in London. Imagine if they were, like, sexy boy influencers in London. Like someone who'd gone on Love Island but happened to live in London and was kind of sexy. Yeah, and you actually... Well, I'm guessing... How would you feel, then, if, like, you were dating a guy and he was, like... I would not like it. I'd, I'd like my guy not to be on social media or use it too much. Is it okay if it's someone like Ariana Grande who is a pop star who everyone knows? I'd think it was a bit weird, to be fair, if he was liking Ariana Grande's pictures because I'm like, she doesn't need your support. Like, okay, she does. Okay, cool. I mean, ooh, sorry, don't say that in front of Raj. It's just a guy liking a hot girl's pics. I really like that Charles Melton, yeah? He's unattainable, pretty much. He's in America, wherever he is. I'm never, you know. Yeah. But say if there was like a hot radio presenter that I work with who's like a bit like, you know, I could actually you know their bit could could go there these days anything could happen but basically i wouldn't like it if my mom was doing this i would probably try my best to just deal with it and be like it's just someone on instagram it's not real life but the problem with instagram is you don't know when it is going to become real life because anything's possible what if your man was liking my pics <laughs> that would be a bit awkward wouldn't it that would be a bit like that's my hardy that you're liking if my mom was liking your pics I would feel like he was supporting us would you every single one of your pics if you were naked on a beach I'd be like you alright mate you, that's when we need to talk what if he knew I had body issues and he was like it's okay she's got her body out let me give her a like <laughs> this is really specific now. <laughs> if we were actually like friendly like that and he knew all that shit about me and he was like he was like, oh my God, Raj has lost that trauma weight and now her her boobies and her bum is out. Yay. Yeah, I guess so. I'd want people to support you and I'd want you to feel supported. Uh, you know what? I'd really prefer my partner to not be on any social. Like, I wouldn't want her to be active. Does it mean anything to like someone's pic? Is it a big deal? Today, my friend said to me, I don't care if your crush is following you on every platform of social media you have. It doesn't mean anything. If you're seeking out half-naked girls and liking their pictures... I don't know about that, mate. I don't know about that one. You like my half-naked pictures and that's it, mate. I don't want it, okay? So what are you saying thank you next to here? I'm saying thank you next to liking half-naked pictures of girls and you've got a girl. I'm not, I'm not allowing that. Not on my watch. So listen, yeah, tomorrow you get into a relationship and... Chelsea Grimes is posting uh, half naked naked pictures. You're not going to like them. I don't follow Chelsea, so... Shut the fuck up. Fucking... <laughs> I don't. All right, fine. Safe. Fine. I don't, since she's fucking with Megan. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, Raj, what do you want to say thank you next to? I watched the Britney Spears doc earlier this week. Like, it's made by the New York Times. It's called Framing Britney Spears. And it's a lot about her early career, her family's involvement in her life, how she was on the road a lot with a chaperone from her town. It kind of goes into a lot of the interviews that happened at the time. And the interviews that happened at the time were pretty intense. I'm going to get into that in a minute. And then it kind of chronicles the mental breakdown she had. And then this conservatorship that her dad has put in place where he is in charge of all of her assets and money. And he controls it. He handles it. She does not handle it. I don't know what a conservatorship is. They explain that a conservatorship is something that is usually put in place when someone is completely not in the right mind. And it's usually when people are quite old 
or elderly basically they're just losing that capacity to do those sort of things and you know they kind of showed that Britney was a very high achieving woman and she was very sound of mind she was able to do a Vegas run and she was about to announce like the biggest ever show at Vegas like to happen wasn't she only 18 when oops I did it again came out she was very young she was like 15 when Matt. She was super young. So yeah, she was doing the Vegas run and it was really, really clear that like she could work. She was she was fit enough to work and handle all of these projects and all of these creative things. And basically at the launch, she just walked off. And it was then she started sort of saying that I'm not going to work anymore while my dad is in charge of all of my stuff. I want the conservatorship to be over. I, all this time, and I, I feel like I feel so stupid now saying it, I thought that the Free Britney movement was just a lie a joke a meme i didn't realize it was actually a real thing until i watched the doc i actually didn't know but i know that out there there's a load of people that are like oh well i knew that i knew that i knew that so i'm like okay sorry like you always notice when people have like changed and they seem different obviously she's going to seem different for how she was when she was young but i have like done google's google searches in the last year of like how did we get from where we were to how we are where we are how's it what's happened what what have we missed Mm. I didn't realise Free Britney was actually a real movement. It's a real thing where all her fans are rallying around and protesting actively to Free Britney of this conservatorship and that she is trying to actively get out of this conservatorship. But it went back and it showed a lot of interviews by various people, Diane Sawyers, Charlemagne, whatever. And everyone this week is trying to cancel Justin Timberlake because Justin Timberlake went on record. People basically would ask him in interviews. And this is wild that at that time that we were growing up, people were, and I remember getting smash hits or any of those magazines and reading, Britney Spears is not a virgin or Britney Spears is a virgin. She's saving her virginity for marriage. And it's like, we actually thought it was normal as kids to read this shit about people's virginity, their choices for sex and all of that stuff. And, it's something that we would never like tomorrow if someone came on our podcast we would never ask them are you a virgin are you saving yourself for your partner are you saving yourself it's such an intrusive it's just not a thing that we would ask and she was also a kid so to ask someone who's like a teenager young adult fair enough asking if she's over 30 or something but Charlemagne had asked JT like so did you fuck Britney and like you know just like that and and what did Justin say Justin was saying yeah I did or whatever like pretty much and he's getting he's getting a lot of hate this week. He's he's issued an apology. There were other instances where people were like, so did you take Britney's virginity homes? Da 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 and all of this. Everyone's kind of framing it and, and blaming Justin. And I just kind of wanted to just put my little perspective in it. And it's just like, at that time, I guess a lot of stuff was acceptable. I guess talking about a woman's virginity and talking down to a woman and like flirting. Like there's also a scene where she's on Star Search when she's like a literal child, like a child. The guy who runs Star Search, he's like, can I be your boyfriend, Brittany? And she's like a child and she's looking at him like, uh. That's so weird. Literally. And it's really, really weird. But it's just like, this is, people, men didn't know how to interact with women. Male journos. But not like that, by the way. Didn't That's know how to interact with women. Like, and they, and you know, lines were always crossed and they were constantly crossed. And that was how the press worked at that time. And like, you know, someone could literally call you on a radio show and say, did you fuck Brittany? Did you take her virginity? Blah, 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 blah. If those questions weren't asked, would Justin Timberlake really just go on record and be like, yeah, man, I fucked Britney? I don't think so. I do remember watching an interview with him back in the day where it seemed like he wanted people to know. You kind of mentioned earlier that he was upset that he got cheated on and it kind of came across. He wanted people to know that she wasn't a virgin. Like he wanted to like besmirch her name or whatever because I fully remember watching it and they were like, she, she was a virgin and he was like, sure. 
sure. Like, yeah, like he was being a dick about it. Like trying to change the way she comes across. Yeah, he was being a dick about it. But they also they also gave him a platform to be a dick about it. Had If they didn't allow those questions to be asked or if the producer hadn't even run that part of the interview, like, you know, we make active decisions. Are we going to run this part? Are we going to run that? We're a very different society now, though, man. Like, Yeah, yeah. And obviously, and that's what I was going to kind of get to. Like, we're so woke now. We know we understand mental health. Like, there's an interview in there with her and Diane Sawyer. And Diane Sawyer is kind of like asking her all these questions about her breakdown and stuff and kind of being really mean. And it's really hard to watch now. But also at that time, no one knew what a mental health break breakdown was today in today's society we could go and be like you know what guys i am burning out i think i'm on the brink of having a breakdown i need to take a week off work mm. and that's acceptable now it wouldn't be then they might sack you then that's the difference between then and now so i, I just kind of want it to be like i know everyone's like so intent on cancelling people and stuff but just mm. just think okay what other things cause these things and also britney's breakdown yeah. was mainly caused by the paparazzi hounding her treating her like a fucking a hamster in a hamster wheel and just you know someone like that's just put there to perform and them to do whatever they want with her i really blame the press for a lot of this sort of stuff and the press really needs to change and i think like the paparazzi culture in the uk is probably the worst in the world to be honest so yeah it's fucked i think i want to say thank you next to the press allowing this shit to happen thank you next we're about to get onto the twilight lessons but you know what? We just wanted to catch up on shit that we missed because it's been a long time. When have you last seen this movie? So I did watch this less than six months ago for the first time in a long time. I haven't seen this probably since the time it came out on DVD for the first time. And I have to say there's so much shit. It just made me laugh this time. Why is the first half of the film shot with like the Hudson filter on it? Like everyone's blue. Everyone's got a blue tint. You know, like at the moment on TikTok, there are a lot of Twilight spoofs and their acting literally looks like they are making a TikTok Twilight spoof. It's honestly, the acting is so awful. But I need to tell you actually. So bad. I watched this film for the first time in the cinema with my (laughs) ex-boyfriend. How, what did your boyfriend think of it? Did he like it? He just thought Bella was overly sexual all the time, but he was also just like a real prude. Sexual? She's always like, her mouth's open and she's just like a bit weird, like breathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she, she, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I wouldn't say it was sexual. I'd say she's just awkward as fuck. Really awkward. Like, oh yeah, her mouth is always open. She's always like, yeah, a bit weird. Good opportunity for her though, you know? Young age. Great opportunity. She got to shag fucking Rob Pattinson. Amazing. Now that he's playing Batman, I'd be like, come get me. I'm in Gotham. Eh, yeah. Is he in Batman? He's playing Batman, babe. Has that happened yet? They've been filming it, yeah. I would actually love to see that. But then he caught COVID, so they had to shut down production. So the opening line of this film, yeah, is absolutely crazy. When you hear it for the first time, you don't realise what she's talking about because it's not in context. It's something that happens later on in the film. But the opening line was this. I never thought much about how I would die. Dying in the place of someone I love seems like a good way to go. All right, Gretchen. I just thought, how unhealthy is this? And it just reminded me straight away of Lauren Hill, the X Factor. You know, like, she's like, why won't you live for me? Live for me. Because like, it's about a guy saying that he'll die for her. And that is something that I always think about. Like, anytime a dude is like, I would die for you. And I'm just like... Who said that? Someone's ever said... Someone said that to you? Hardy, you've dated brown men. Yeah, but no one's ever said they'd die for me. Also, I wouldn't want someone to die for me. Like, chill. That's the whole point. You, The whole point is that you're supposed to live for me, not die for me. So I find, like, anything, any reference like that really, like, just, like... It kind of triggers me. I'm just like, ew, what are you doing? Ew, ew. But yeah, I have had men say, uh, I would die for you. Anyone that says that to me a- anymore, like, I know 
this is fucked up. I need to get out of this immediately. I don't like Bella. I don't like Edward. None of them are hot. No one's hot in this film. I mean, Edward's okay, but... One thing that I did notice, though, in this film is that he's very, very protective of her. Obviously, he's a vampire. She's a human, so he thinks she's a fragile little ladybird and he's got to protect her. A little lamb. The lion fell in love with the lamb. Oh, get alive. I kind of liked that because I feel like in my relationships, I've always had to be the hero and I'm so tired of being the hero. Can someone just be the hero for me? Tell me what you mean when you say you're a hero. So in my life, especially being independent, whatever, working in our industry, la di da I'm always sticking up for other people, sticking up for myself, butting into everyone's shit and being like, no, let's do this, let's do that. In my life, I am a hero. I, I diffuse all these situations, yeah? If I'm in a relationship and I'm with a man, I don't want to be the hero. For example, my ex's dad was really rude about me in front of me, my ex, everyone. And this guy did not even say a thing to stick up for me. And what was said about me was really disgusting. And and again, I had to stick up for myself, be the hero. But then they all turned on me for sticking up for myself because I'm brown and I shouldn't stick up for myself. I'm just tired of being the hero, Hardy. I just want a guy to be like, it's okay, Raj. Um, my male friends, like, they're so protective of me. And I'm just like, why do the guys I date not have this energy? Also, we were laughing at the scene where Bella enters the classroom and Edward recoils from her scent. This scene, Hardy, is like a Bollywood movie. Like there's a wind machine, the wind wafts, Bella's hairs, whoosh, wafting, wafting. And then you could just smell this thing. And he, he looks like obviously he's just smelled rotten meat or whatever. So dumb. Is it a comedy? I was so confused. I was like, is this supposed to, I was laughing my head off. There's another bit where he basically tells her that he's a killer because he's a vampire. So he's technically killed a lot of people. He's like, I'm a killer. And she turns around and says, I know you won't hurt me. Oh God, get alive. Yeah, he will. But Bella, how do you know? How do you know? I don't know how she's so certain. I don't know how she's so certain. How do you know? This is what I don't like. She basically falls in love with him from day dot over nothing. I don't understand. But you know what it is? What triggers that? I think it is it that he saves her life. Is that what triggers that whole situation, makes it, accelerates it a little bit? Yeah, he does save her. So yeah, maybe. There's this bit really thought, I thought was really, really funny. He was like, this is what I look like in the sunlight. And it's like, you're expecting him to turn into an ogre and he stands there and he's fucking glittering everywhere. She's like, it's like diamonds. You're so beautiful. Yeah, that's not, you know what? That was so dumb. He grabs her and they're like, spider monkey. Wee! Wee! I'm doing TikTok sounds now. Wee! Yeah. <laughs> Not not a fan of the spider monkey. He's really mean and he's creepy when he says, I like watching you sleep. Get alive. I like watching um, my boyfriend sleep. I don't. I don't like watching anyone sleep. I think I'm Edward Cullen. Shit. Shit. Because I'm the hero, aren't I? Look, I'm the hero. I like watching them sleep. Fuck, Hardeep. One thing I do rate about Edward is when they go to eat for dinner, even though they're already blatantly in love when they go to dinner for one time, it's just, just too fast for my liking. The lady checks out Edward and he acts like he can't see her. I like that. That's what the guy, the Instagram guy should be doing. Acting like he can't see me at Khalifa, like instead of liking all the photos. He should be acting like he can't see you. Thank you. All right, mate, should we get into the first lesson, yeah? Yeah, man, let's do it. So, one top me. Friends should give you space when you're in a relationship. Tell me what you mean, girl. So, like, when I was, like, watching this, okay, I kind of noticed Bella's not got great friends in this. Anna Kendrick plays, I don't know, Jessica, right? Jessica's kind of a dick to her, you were saying as well. I don't know what the other one's name is, because, like, this is not good, but... And um, they've got dinner plans, and they're meant to be meeting at dinner, and, like, Bella's doing all this stalking, so she's going off to, like, 
this store to get this book about the wolves and read up on the cold ones, aka the vampires. And she's almost about to get, I don't know, it looks like she's going to get attacked and possibly raped by a bunch of guys. And out of nowhere, Edward turns up because he can hear their thoughts and he's been stalking her and following her. And Edward needs to leave it. So anyway, he gets her to the dinner really late. The girls are walking out and she's missed their dinner. And normally in that sort of situation, especially with high school girls, the girls would be like, what the fuck, man? You missed the dinner. And you're there with like the hottest guy in school that hasn't paid attention to any of the girls. They would kind of be a bit jealous and probably be a bit bitter. And what I really liked about this is that they were all genuinely really happy to see her with Edward. They were like quite giddy, weren't they? They were like, hee <laughs> They literally were boosted. It was really nice to see that actually, even though they're kind of bitchy in other places of the movie. Jessica is. At that time, even Jessica is smiling her face off. Like her cheeks are like probably hurting from how much she's smiling. And I thought that was so cute to see that actually her friends are supporting like her little crush and letting her have this dinner with this guy and not being dicks about it. I have had it previously where friends have been negative about me being in a relationship and stuff. And saying, oh, she spends all her time with her boyfriend now and she does this now and she's doing that now. And I feel like people do and you just have to step aside. And I feel like that's what these people do. Like you have to realise that this person takes some sort of priority. And I don't think it's good the way Bella like ditches her friends and then goes back to them all the time. Like, But I mean, she's learning. She's in high school, so whatever. But also it is just that thing of when you're in a new relationship, I don't think ditching your friends is a good thing or anything, but you do tend to... Because you're getting to know someone new. So you do sort of spend a little bit more time with them Mm. than your friends who you know and you will probably be catching up with or whatever here and there. And that's all right. And I just think let people have that. Let them live, dog. It's just letting them have a little bit of a grace period to be like, okay. Mm. And it's really not nice to feel like your friends are hating on you because you're in a relationship and you can't really help that. When I was in that situation, I was like, things would get back to me where this person was caught saying, she did this, she left me, She she's there with her boyfriend, she's not going there, she does everything with her boyfriend now. And, you know, things even got said where it was like, he's taking her to this place and I should be going to that place. Why is he taking her to that place? I have been in positions where other people I feel have left me behind and completely ditched me. And then I know I've been that one to other people. Like I had a friend who said to me, your partner's always first and I'm always second. And, you know, that's not that's not nice either. But I mean... Now I'm older, everyone is equal. I've been in that position as well where like, you know, my mates have got boyfriends and I had had a boyfriend for a long time. So I wasn't seeing my mates as much because they had new boyfriends. So their time had gone with the new boyfriends, right? And I was with my old boyfriend and he would be like, oh my God, you're really upset because you're you're not seeing the girls as much. I can tell you're upset. And he'd be like, yeah, but I wouldn't say things or be mean about it. I'd just be like, yeah, I'm a bit down. I'm, I'm missing them. What if Arun got a girlfriend and he started going on walks with her and your walks diminished? That'd be a bit weird to be honest. But I mean, I would, I, would, I don't know. That'd be a bit weird, yeah. You'd have to step aside though because you accept that he... I would have to step aside. The thing is there, Hardy, like, I'm at that age as well. Like where my, a lot of my friends are getting married, especially my male friends as well. Like I remember one of my best guy mates got married to his long-term girlfriend and I thought... That's it. Our relationship's going to change. It didn't change. We still call each other most days and swear at each other down the phone. And it's absolutely fine. And she's really used to it. Are you friends with the girl? I only met her at their wedding. Like I was friends with him for years and they were dating all that time that I was friends with him. And she thought that he had made me up. And I thought that he had made her up. But we met at the wedding. Like I did her makeup when they got married. Oh, wow. That sounds nice. 
Right, so I got one friend from uh, a long time ago and we liked each other and it never worked. Like we just kept missing each other. Like when I was single, he was with someone when did it and did it and we had different life points. I find it weird because our relationship comes from liking each other to be okay with being around his like missus. Like it's weird. So we actually, we met up once with his missus and his kid and then I stopped talking to him after that for like years. But overall, I would just say, yeah, so I think this is a lesson that we should all learn like that when there's a new guy allow them a grace period obviously if you've got shit going on and you need them let them know you've got shit going on and you need them but don't be the bitchy one that says stuff because it will get back to this person it always does someone is always leaking information in the group one thing I didn't rate though, when Edward doesn't turn up on the beach, on the push beach, Jessica says in front of Jacob and the two guys, keep Bella company because her date bailed. That is not a friend move. Yeah, she's just a bit mean. Just on this one occasion, she was being nice. I actually love how annoying she is. Like it's, She plays it so well. I thought a lot of the actors in this film couldn't act, but she was one of the actresses that could act. What was that program that she was in? Love love stories so fucking she's so good at being annoying i love it my favorite new anna kendrick movie is noelle on disney plus oh my god everybody if you like anna kendrick watch it i saw that on a poster but i don't have disney plus so hit me up with a password and uh, i'll use it i told you you can have my password but you were like i don't want your password I feel really rude because I use my friend's Netflix password. Then if I use your Disney Plus, then, oh my God, do I have a life? Just get something that I can use of yours. Make it even. I ain't got shit. So what are you saying thank you next to, Raj? I'm saying thank you next to friends that aren't supportive of new relationships that you're having. You know what you're doing when you're in a relationship as well. This is another point I wanted to make is like, Sometimes you know what you're doing when you're in a relationship. You know your connection to this person that you're trying out. Your friends should let you try those things out. Unless there are absolutely mad red flags. Which there are with Edward. Come on. For these girls, they're like, he's the hottest guy in school. He don't like anyone. Oh my God, he likes Bella. But he disappears when the sun's out. <laughs> yeah, but they haven't figured that out. They're thick. She has with one fucking book trip to the bookstore. Yeah, because she's not she, well, she's not a small town girl, isn't it? Fucking Bella. That small town girl. Allowing your friends a grace period is nice. Don't be mean girls. Don't get jealous. If you're jealous, deal with that shit yourself. Don't go around saying stuff about your friends. It's not nice. I think to realise that you're jealous. You know, today I uh, came across a picture of somebody and I was like, oh, bitch. And then I was like, you're just jealous, are you? But then I was like, oh, shit. Just. Look at yourself and think, why do I feel these emotions, dude? Yeah, it's just, just we don't need mean girl shit, man. We just not, I'm not a fan of this. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hold up. 
Thank you, Next. Thank you, Next. Okay, so lesson two from our Twilight lessons. One taught me. Ask for what you want, dog. Woof, woof. Woof, the fucking woof. What are we asking for here? Even though I've cussed Bella for being annoying, one thing I can't cuss her for is her direct communication. When she does communicate and she's not just like breathing with her mouth open, Edward's being a weirdo, you know, he's giving her mixed signals. She says, your mixed signals are giving me whiplash. She says, she's very out, you know, very to the point, which he needed to get told. And then he's acting all weird. I stay away from me. You don't need to be near me. And, you know, doing his weird signals, not telling her actually what the crack is. And she just asks him straight, Edward, do you want to hang out and like have fun, dude? And she also encourages her mate, the Asian one. We need to... The Asian one whose name we can't remember. We're so sorry, babe. I think it's Melissa. We should have Googled this at some point. We're doing it now. Angela. Angela? It's Angela. Angela's like, oh my God, I keep thinking Eric's going to ask me to the prom and he just doesn't. And then Bella's like, yo, bitch, if you want to go to the prom with Eric, dog, just fucking ask him. She doesn't say it like that. Bella just says to uh, Angela yeah ask him just ask him to the prom she actually says be assertive like just be assertive it's very girl power it's very Spice Girls I rate it I rate it and I also rate how when they're like making out she gets in there a bit but I don't like when he like pushes up when they push away yeah because he's gonna eat her fam no 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 when she's like apologizes she's like sorry and I'm like why'd you apologizing for it dude you're just getting what you gotta get but she was apologizing because she took it too far innit and he was nah, mate, take it first. He wanted to <laughs> test it to see if he could control his thirst for her blood, but she took it a little far, so uh, I like the way that she is direct and she asks for what she wants. Do you do this? You know I don't do this, Hardy. You know I don't do this. Rhetorical question, really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Do you do this? Nope. <laughs> so why do you like it so much is it because you wish you had that energy but you don't i like how she's got that energy from a young age maybe it's from her mom let's just get into this why do you not do it in previous situations i've not asked for what i want because i fear this is like psychology because i fear that what i will ask for is too much and it will scare them away however mark groves the relationship expert of the world has taught me you just ask for what you want stand in your truth and if that person can't take it they're not for you that's cool I've learned that now, but before I'd probably like hide what I really want or hold back because I'm like, oh, I don't want, I don't want to scare them off because I got to be the cool dude. I think definitely in a like intimate way, I've been like fearing rejection. So I don't make no moves, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Next person's going to be hella lucky. They're going to be, they hope they're going to get the best version of me thus far. What about you? What about in previous sitch? Have you always asked for what you wanted? In previous situations, so my first one, I asked for what I wanted. Yes, that was very much me pushing, pushing this person to be with me. And then they were with me. And then, yeah. In the, we're talking about Twilight and Bella is talking about initiate, like a lot of like, you know, ask him to hang out. Uh, ask him to the prom do you ask yeah i asked i asked him out i asked him out and he said no and then i asked him out a couple of months later and he said no i I did the same with my ex actually. yeah and then uh, i think i must have asked him out a while later and he said no eventually you wore him down yeah, i think i wore him down and then he he started wanting to get with me and then that was it but 
yeah, I don't think me asking for what I wanted really got me that situation. I just think I actually wore him down. And I think all of the boys were putting pressure on him because, again, we were this large friendship group and all the guys were like, are you mad? Like, look at her. Are you mad? So I think there was a lot of peer pressure involved. But we lasted a long time. But again, this is not this is this was not a nice guy. Anyway, so this is what I think I definitely struggle with, like in a relationship asking for what I want. In a relationship, I'm definitely more confident asking for what I want than I am at the beginning of a relationship. I also feel like I'm kind of scarred from asking him out. And now, even if I give a, a millimeter hardy, I feel like I've given too much before we're a relationship. When we're at relationship stage, I will openly, yeah, I will say this is what I need from you. I, I will ask for things. And, you know, I've, it's a lesson that I had to learn in my last relationship that if you're asking for these things and they're saying they're going to do these things or give you these things, but they're not delivering on those things, you need to walk away. And I didn't last time. And I think the only way you're going to know those things is if you have those chats and you communicate about those things. It's a safe place to do it when you're in the relationship because you've both established mm. your feelings for each other. So what's scary about asking for it? I don't find that bit scary. Why do you find that bit scary? It's two different things. It's like asking for what you want, like support wise and all these stuff. But I think I wasn't emotionally intelligent enough back then like to know all these things or to be best or the version of myself that I am now. Definitely in an intimate way. Yeah. I've not asked for what I wanted and I've not initiated shit. Like, Do you mean what? Sex? Anything. I was literally thinking about it today. I was lying in bed and I was like, when I used to hang out with somebody, I wouldn't kiss them until they kiss me. So I would never go in and kiss them first, ever, ever, ever. So this person would... No, 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 wait, wait, wait. So like after you had ha had your first kiss... Yeah. You would never initiate a kiss with them? We'd see each other and then I'd just wait until this person would kiss me. Then the door was open. But like I wouldn't make the first move. But this changed in a previous entanglement. And I remember one day when I went to go visit entanglement human, I kissed them and then I walked away because I was going somewhere. And I genuinely have that moment etched in my brain because we were on rocky roads and uh they were off with me and that was a time when I initially I went got what I wanted and walked away I mean these are all old things and I hopefully they don't leak into anything new I don't think I'd initiate I never initiate sex either I never I never oh did. my god I'm scarred by my last one because I would initiate it and this guy would just not give it to me yours did that out of like I feel like he was trying to punish me yeah you said before innit that really fucks with you that really fucks with your self-esteem quite a lot what would he do like what I don't want you to talk about it if it's gonna play you no I'm absolutely cool like it would be like let's say it was Valentine's Day I would have bought a beautiful new little set you know nice little sexy thing to wear I'd always do my makeup banging, like look hella sexy. Which it always looks banging. Your makeup always looks sick. You know, I would make effort with my hair. Like everything would look great and I'd just be there like ready to do stuff and try and initiate it and maybe like, no. So this person would just say no? Yeah, they'd be like, no, I'm tired. Did you say, hello, I'm here. Do you want to? Yeah, I'd be like, let's, let's. I mean, it's obvious in every way, but I was just wondering. Listen, I would crawl on the person and just, it's just, no. That is something I am so scared of that I wouldn't put myself in. But you shouldn't be scared of that because like, I would, even when it would happen, I would be like, there's something wrong with him. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not you. And then I talk to my mates about it. Like, it's really funny because one of my mates has had exactly the same experiences and we're just like, they just wanted to break us down. They just wanted us to feel like shit about ourselves. I think it's quite a manipulative 
thing. And yeah, it was a bit of it was a bit of thing to try and get at my self-esteem and stuff. Mate, Raj, you're banging. Fuck this. Fuck this hoe. I know. I know. You know, I just You know, the energy that you tell me you put in, I'm like, yeah, this person, whoever's whoever's in the running is fucking lucky. When I'm sexy, I'm fucking sexy. Aye. So yeah. I was just like, nah, like, is he mad? And I I remember once I had to say to him, because we went to the same high school, I was like, are you stupid? Do you know who you're turning down right now? I was like, do you know I could shag any motherfucker from our school? Like, are you stupid? Fuck <laughs> it. Okay. I was like, they'd be, they'd be lucky know, to have me. Are you okay, hun? Idiot. Mate, you're banging. You're I've, only, um, I've only made effort with makeup and hair and a little. And a little bit of. Saucy uh, outfit, uh, like one, one time. Only once. Only one time. I actually find it so much fun. I think it's so fun. I think it's really healthy, especially when you're in that long-term relationship where you guys see each other naked so often and stuff. Like you make it. I didn't want to take it off. You're not banging. I, I'm like, I was like, someone has to see. Like, I wish, I, I wish more people could see it because I'm like, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's fun. So it's just like, and if someone's not gonna appreciate that, oh my god, get them, get rid. Bye, bitch. It was a bit. Bye, bitch. So Hardy, moving forward, like, are you gonna ask for what you want? Yes. I am going to stand in my truth. And if you can't handle it, motherfucker, then we ain't, we ain't it. Is this something you've genuinely learnt from Bella? I've not learnt it from Bella, but Bella's made me think about it. And for all the hate that I have for Bella, she has my respect in this regard. And I am, I feel upset in myself for overlooking this in her. Okay, lovely. So what are you saying thank you next to? I'm saying thank you next to not asking for what you want, dude. It ain't cool, dude. It ain't cool. But does it matter if you're in the relationship or, or out of a relationship and in a talking stage? If you're talking, I think if you're, say if your goal hypothetically is like marriage and kids, if that, or whatever, whatever your goal is, I think you should, you should say what it is and stand in that because then you're, hopefully you're going to attract the same people who want the same stuff. But I think from watching Married at First Sight Australia, there's a lady who wants to get married after going on one date. That's weird. Like you've got to sit back and see what the sitch is saying, feel the person out. But even if you're a talking stage and at the talking stage of chatting to someone for six months, you got to ask for what you want, dog. Thank you. Next. All right, we're going to get on to the third lesson. Are you ready, Raj? Hunchy. One top me. To support the people you love, man. Tell me everything. So this is actually something that you had a lot of feelings about. So I'm going to let you start this one off. Even though she's actually overlooking the fact that he said, I'm designed to kill. I've killed people before. Even though Edward says all this stuff and she overlooks it, Edward is quite harsh on himself. He's always saying that he's like a killer. He's a monster. You know, he's always like cussing himself. But Bella has always got his back. For example, when he goes and says, oh, you got to see my skin. Like, my, you got to see my skin in the sun. He's kind of insinuating, like you like you said, you're waiting for something really bad to happen. And all that happens is... It's... The way he says it is like, you haven't seen me. This is why I don't go in the sunlight. And you're like, oh, okay, shit, what's going to happen? You're going to turn into Shrek. But no, this motherfucker fucking glitters. And she's like, you're beautiful like diamonds. So he's like, I'm a monster. You know, this is the skin of a killer. And she's like being nice, like, you know, you look beautiful kind of thing. So I just thought that was really nice. You know, when your friend or someone, your lover, your family, your colleague, they got a bit of a flaw. 
but they're turning it into a nice thing. I just I just thought that was quite nice. I kind of read that as her taking the good and the bad and appreciating both and being like, okay, this is his past. He was a killer in the past, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, this is who he is now and this is who he is with me. This is a different chapter of his life. So I thought that was quite mature, actually. Yeah. I don't know how she just casually overlooks the fact that he's a killer. She doesn't ask him all the people he's killed. That doesn't come up once, does it? It does. I feel like it does in the books. It's weird. The other thing is, Bella is always banging on about how she can't dance. And she always says from the start, she ain't going to go to the prom. And we know once she becomes in love with Edward after literally one meeting, which, you know, questionable. It can happen though, Hardy. It can happen, isn't it? Not in my book. You know, there's an Ariana Grande lyric where it's like, um, I know I never met you, but I, I love you. And she's like, excuse me, I love you. No? Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Um, it's <laughs> just giving me daggers no I'm not uh, <laughs> even though she's like broke her foot or whatever she's done he encourages her to go to the prom and you can tell like through her actions and the way she's acting like she does obviously want to go with him and stuff she's excited she's got a dress but she weren't going to go if he didn't encourage her to go so I thought that was quite nice like it's a moment in like your life like a standout moment and you know they had a nice time together so i thought it was quite nice that edward encouraged bella to go to the prom and enjoy that time you know with her friends and stuff even though they spend half their time outside um, dancing but um he's supporting her in living these moments in her life which she probably wouldn't have done without him and she supports him by being nice about the things that he is he's like self-deprecating is that it like he's just not nice about himself she's nice about it so has anyone done that for you like have they made you do something that you wouldn't have really considered and then you've looked back on it and been like actually that was lovely i've been on like holidays and stuff that i probably wouldn't have gone on with friends and family that they've encouraged me to go and i probably wouldn't have gone because it's like out of my comfort zone and they're always like great moments my ex always used to encourage me to like follow my dreams. That's really nice. Yeah. Push myself out of my comfort zone, work hard, keep going for things. And yeah, just keep like making content and stuff, which I thought was really nice. So I do like my family and my friends, which I really appreciate. One thing that kind of stuck out to me is that she's, he's telling her that he can read minds and he's like, I can't read your mind. And she's like, oh my God, is there something wrong with me? And he's kind of like, wait, I'm telling you that I can read minds and you think there's something wrong with you. So it's like he's always keeping her. I guess, what is that? Is that an insecurity? Yeah, I think she is quite insecure and he's always uh, making her feel better. Well, he keeps her in check about her insecurities. He's like, by saying that little line, it's like just making her aware that like, listen, do you know how stupid this sounds? Like, I'm telling you that I can read minds. And you're sitting here thinking there's something wrong with you. Mm. Let's keep this in check a little bit. And I actually like that he does that. Like he keeps her in check like that. Like even when they're going to his house, she's like, oh, what if they don't like me? Fully knowing that this is a family full of vampires who will probably want to eat her. And he's like, so you're, you're worried that they won't like you and not that they're vampires. He's always just keeping her little insecurities in check, which I thought was cute because he's like making her aware of how stupid she sounds sometimes when she says these things which is true he does it in a really smart way actually if you think about that because like usually like let's say because i go for my walks with Haroon. if Haroon like says something he's insecure about my immediate reaction would be like shut up you're so stupid i can never articulate it in a way where it's like okay so this is happening this is happening and you're saying this really okay i mean the different approaches but i mean it's just getting the same way we know what we know what you're trying to say raj we feel yeah. your love you know yeah you and i'm sure he, he knows what you mean i wish i was better at articulating that stuff so maybe that's something i'll work on and maybe that's something i can thank edward cullen for 
that's how I would communicate to people in my family. And that's how they'd communicate with me. And that's fine. But I probably wouldn't communicate that to like a friend. I wouldn't be like, well, actually, when you, like, I have to you before, like sometimes you'll say stuff about the way you look and I'll be like, are you dumb? Yeah, she'll be like, shut up. Sure, mate. Shut sure, mate. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. And th- I guess in that way. <laughs> sure, man. <laughs> overall, though, like the message I'm getting from all of these little, these little tidbits in this lesson is that they're accepting each other flaws and all. They really are. And I think that is fucking beautiful. And that's probably what true love is, isn't it? Accepting the fact that this person has a past. He might have been a dick in the past. He might have murdered a few people, sucked some people's blood, sucked their blood dry, sucked the life out of them. I thought you were going to say suck some dick. Stop it. Raj, you were talking about people supporting the people they love and like real love and da da da. Do you love me? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, why? Do you accept me flaws and that? Yeah, I do. All of your flaws. You know, like, so earlier this week, like, we had a little chat. We were having a chat on WhatsApp about something. And you you said, oh, there's bad vibes right now. Let's not talk right now. There's weird vibes going on. And I was like, what is she talking about? Because Harley sent me a voice note where she was hangry. I didn't know she was hangry. But she sounded a bit like she was pissed off with me in it. So I was like, look, we'll talk about this later. Don't worry about it right now. Let's talk about it later. And she was like, yeah, there's bad vibes right now. And I was like, there's no bad vibes. <laughs> the thing is, previously, I don't know how I would react to these things. Maybe I would be like, oh, my God, what a dick. Maybe I'd pick up the phone and ring one of my friends and be like, Hardeep's doing this right now. I'd rather you just talk to me, though. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. So instead of any of that, I just rang Hardeep and I was like, hi, uh, there's no bad vibes, by the way. And then she was like, yeah, I was hungry. And I was like, oh, okay, fine. I shouldn't have messaged you, first of all, when I was hungry, but I shouldn't have messaged you when I was working on something else. That I just shouldn't have worked, I just shouldn't have bothered. It doesn't matter because generally it doesn't matter. And that's what I'm saying to you. It doesn't matter because actually the, the good thing about us is, is that we might miscommunicate and misunderstand things that the other's doing, but we tend to communicate in that moment and be like, hey, what's going on? Whoa, wait, so what are you saying about my flaws here, mate? That like anything that I might consider to be a flaw in a person, like for example, like uh, being rude to me or whatever, whatever, like how I thought, I thought you were kind of like upset with me in that voice note. I thought you were rude to me. I accept it. Like, I'm just like, it's okay. I'm going to call her and just find out what the fuck's going on. I appreciate that. And I think that is when it's A, a level of maturity and it's B, a level of trust because I also kind of know you now and I know that you don't communicate. Like you might say something on WhatsApp that kind of might, um, it might not read very well, but I know you don't mean that. Oh, damn. It's my WhatsApp start off. No, but it's just, it's just, I just know, isn't it? And I know sometimes that like, you might be distracted. You can message me any time of day and I won't be like, honey, blah, I've got to go or whatever, unless it's, I'm in a recording, fine. But like with you, I know you don't like to mix and match things. Yeah, I don't like... But because I blur the lines in everything I do, like, yeah, I guess me and you probably blur the lines with you a little bit sometimes here and there as well. But you allow me to do that, which I appreciate. But yeah, so basically, do you accept me flaws and all? I find your whatever... Well, that's the thing. What's a flaw? Um, Your flaws are like funny though. Like what? Like how you you always ready for war. (laughs) Is that a flaw? I thought that was a character strength point thing. Yeah, I think it's like a funny thing. It's not like a bad, it's more like, oh, like I know, I know that's in your character. Can you tell me some more of my flaws just because it's fun? Uh, Your flaws, uh, you said about how I don't like this. Blurring the lines, yeah. And you do. Yeah. You'd be down to blur the lines any time. Any day, any time. Yeah. Don't matter what's happening. Always. What about your brain, though? How does that feel? 
that's my brain just works like that like I can always do a million things at once it's fine I can I just don't want to no I like it I don't know why I'd... you're really funny but that's not a flaw is it oh. oh what are we saying thank you next to I feel like what we're actually saying thank you next to here is like not loving all parts of a person is, is am I getting too deep it is difficult though because there are as with me and as with everybody, there are parts of people that you just wish you didn't have to deal with, but like the good and the bad and the day and the this. No, because you have to you have to accept the good, the bad and the ugly. You have to accept all of that, isn't it, really? If you if you truly love someone, but what that comes from is you understanding that perfection doesn't exist. It's difficult though. Yeah, but like think of someone you know and think of the bad something that you would consider to be not that great about them. There's two people I'm thinking of. There's literally nothing bad I can think of about them. Third person I think of, yeah, there's one thing bad about them, but I've worked around it and I've made it work for us and that's that. The first two people you're talking about me because there's nothing bad about me. I don't know. There's people I know in my life where sometimes it's very difficult and that's hard and it's painful. So what are we saying thank you next to Oh, fuck. So what are we saying thank you next to? It's about being aware of the flaws and, and, and loving the flaws, actually. Learning how to love the flaws. I'm worried now our relationship has been dented. Oh my God. This is what Hardeep's like, everybody. Is our relationship broken? Uh, no, does it seem like it's fucking broken? Would I be sitting here at midnight with you if it was broken? No, now I feel like you've been upset and you didn't tell me. Upset about what? I I rang you and I said, Hardeep, I'm fit. Why are you upset with me? Do you remember? Thanks, but uh, next... Do you know that Edward sings that song at the end? Which song? I will wrap you in my arms. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Edward sang that song. I didn't even know that. All right. Do you know that Stephanie Mayer, the writer of the Twilight series, makes a cameo in this movie? I did not know this. However, there is a scene... In the place where Charlie goes, I love Charlie. We said we love Charlie. Charlie's a don. He's one of the best actors in this. Charlie would get it. Charlie is kind of hot. What's going on with that? There was a scene where we go to Charlie's eating establishment where he always goes to. And it, it the camera stayed on a woman who looked very glamorous for a second too long. And I was like... I mean, did she look really glamorous? She kind of just... She, no, she did. Her hair's like blowed. Like, you know, compared to everyone else in there, she looked she looked quite golden. Like she actually had a bit of something. Up. She's living a life like it's golden. Yeah. Um, and I was kind of like, why? Um, and then I even thought, you know how Charlie gets a bit of a missus at the end or whatever he gets. I was like, is it his missus or something? And then I, yeah, so it makes sense. So yeah, it's basically Stephanie Mayer. That was in the, in the calf. It's a scene in the calf where she's um, ordering something or she's discuss- she's talking to the, She's talking to the waitress. It's a garden burger. Pay it some respect. All right, all right. It's her. That is Stephanie Mayer. And I mean, you know what? I hope we've kind of focused on the positives from this movie because that's what we kind of wanted to... There are so many things we could cast, like, you know, the fact that Bella's so certain that this vampire is not going to kill her. She's not Alice. She doesn't have the powers that Alice has. She doesn't see the future. So how does Bella know that he's not going to kill her? I do quite like her friends as well, to be fair, the whole crew and the trees. And the music. I feel quite embarrassed that I was so into this film at the time. Like, I, there's nothing that great about this. I'm embarrassed I watched this with my ex. We walked in the snow to the cinema and then he gave me loads of presents for my birthday. Well, that's cute. I, that, that's, that's a really nice memory. Uh, he wasn't cute. He was horrible, but anyway. Okay. Okay, guys. So thank you for listening to this episode of Thank You Next. I hope we haven't fucked up Twilight for you. I don't think we did. 
I think we've made it better. I think we're really positive about Twilight, to be honest. We definitely messed up the holiday, though, in our Christmas special, if you haven't heard that. What, were we negative? I feel like we messed that film. We, we just ripped it to shreds and we're like, this is shit. This is shit. Char- well, Charlie would get it, so... Oh! Have you seen how they make the running scenes? I have seen it, yeah. I saw it on TikTok. So make sure you share this ep with a Twihard, a fan of Stephanie Mayer, a fan of Kirsten Stewart, I don't know, a fan of the books. Or Edward Dog. Fan of Robert Pattinson. Jacob. Taylor Lautner. Oh, uh, Anna Kendrick. Oh yeah, Anna Kendrick, fucking forgot about that. Let us know if you noticed anything from the movie that you want to give a special shout out to. Email us or leave a voice note because, you know, we like to hear your voice. We might get off on it. The email is hi, thank you next podcast at gmail.com or you can DM us on socials. We're thank you next pod on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, man, YouTube. If you like what you heard, make sure you hit subscribe on Acast, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And don't, do not, I'm threatening you, forget <laughs> to give us a review so other people can find us and see how sick we are. If your name is Erica, we are still looking for the Erica that wrote us a review who delivers pizzas in South London. Make sure you DM us or you email us if that is you, please. We want to reward you for your love. Yeah, man. We'll be back next week, right? Yeah, we're definitely going to be back next week. And that's that, basically. We're back next week, so you best listen. All right, cool. So make sure you're subscribing so you don't miss the episodes. That is the whole point of subscriptions. You get notified when the new episode comes out. Sometimes we drop them at midnight, you know. Sometimes you get them a bit earlier than the 9am slot on a Thursday. See you next week. Bye. Bye.